2: Folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton along with Mike Hanford. Hi. And Tim Kalpakis. What is up? And we are your hosts of the Sloppy Boys podcast, the podcast with timeless integrity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Timeless integrity, we're we're number one on a lot of people's lists. Yes.
3: Not on not on any publication. Don't don't uh, finish that thought,
1: Tim. Don't finish that thought. Nobody needs to know. Well, we were the
3: third funniest podcast of 2022,
2: (laughs) right? But don't time. But now we don't even have to timestamp that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, we're just number
1: one on a lot of people's lists, and we're timeless.
2: Yeah, and we don't talk the way that a lot of modern podcasters talk. We just do what we do, do our thing. Every other podcast like, oh, my God, can you believe what Biden is doing?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I I listen to a lot of those podcasts. Oh, Jesus. I like them. I like them. And that's if you ever hear me doing that cadence and kind of going on and on about Biden and all of his (laughs) hijinks. Yeah.
1: No, it's not just Biden, Tim. Oh, my God. Can you believe Taylor Swift's new albums are out <laughs> yeah that's all podcasts
3: oh god yeah have you heard
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about this <laughs> fire of a podcast you won't hear anybody doing any other voice anyone you hear
1: everyone, every new voice you'll hear oh my god i was at the like the mall the other day and i saw travis kelsey jersey i almost bought at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i almost bought it i almost oh, fucking geez. bought it
1: either you know these people in these pockets buy it or don't buy it we don't want to hear about it. we only want to hear it if you buy it actually because <laughs> we love to hear about people buying stuff you know i am interested lately in buying a ps5
2: Yeah. okay
1: i don't have a console i haven't had a console in years I don't know why I would get one. It would only waste my time. And I don't have any particular games I like, except for you Red Dead 2. You gotta play the new
3: Mario World game. The new
1: Mario World. Now, see, I don't think I can get that on... That's not on PlayStation, Tim. <laughs> I don't think I can get that on PlayStation, but... You can rip it. I'll rip it for you. Oh. Yeah, oh. Grip it and rip it. What a friend. Maybe I will then. Hmm. <laughs> you don't he- want to play Spider-Man 2? I don't even I I don't even know what I want to play. I just feel like if I had one, I'd have fun with
3: it. You would. <laughs> I don't know what I want to play. Um, do you, <laughs> you feel, Mike, in this moment? Uh, uh, Jeff, you're a gamer, right? <sighs> I play a little Fortnite. Don't tell me you were part of GamerGate. No, no, Tim, come on. Okay, good. He was part um, of <laughs> Watergate. <laughs> you're you're at least you're our resident gamer. I'm a non-gamer, Mike. You're a, now sounds like an aspiring gamer. Do you have this feeling, Mike? That I I, uh, I was kind of just saying this to someone the other day. I see video game, or I have historically seen video games as like a big time suck, and yeah. uh, but then more recently, I was sort of like. You know, I guess I in my free time I like to be pr- productive in some fashion. And I mm-hmm. see uh, uh video games as fun, but but there's nothing that comes from it. Uh but then m- yeah, more recently I was like, well, who gives a fly Tim, a fuck? Tim. What about the hand eye? What well, the hand eye? For sure do you, find your, <laughs> do, do you find yourself applying that to other things, Jeff? Oh yeah, you you haven't seen me at the
2: grocery store. <laughs> Yeah. Bananas. (laughs) Grapes.
3: (laughs) Well, you're playing Fruit Ninja over there. Have you seen me at the grocery store? I'm over there going, I'll have one grape. I'll have one banana. Now, if you play Fruit Ninja on your phone, that's perfect. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, yes, yes.
3: (laughs) No, but I, I was sort of just thinking recently... Now that I'm old enough to know that life is kind of just a sort of bunch of random bullshit all the time. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, just if, 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 we, if you, let's say you sit down and you play a video game for six hours, those were six fun hours. Sounds like a pretty good life. You had six good hours of your life. Now, what am I hey, doing yeah, over started. here? That's so much better, you know?
2: Yeah. It's a thrill.
3: You ain't doing jack shit. And it's not like I'm doing the stuff from the games. It's not like I'm, instead of playing Mario, I'm not out there, you know, <laughs> bouncing under coin boxes and eating mushrooms and getting big. And, uh-huh. you know. right. Cause that's what they always say is, why don't you do this in real life? <laughs> yeah. Do the stuff. <laughs> do the real stuff. It's funny with
1: Mario. He, he, mushrooms make him grow, but he also, some mushrooms he stomps on. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. And some
1: of them give him extra life. Yeah. All right. Okay. And we're supposed to go along thinking, this is normal. This is what normal people do. Well, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I'm going to say that.
2: <laughs> and when I dress
3: as a frog, it's weird.
1: <laughs> on, on, you know, A few weeks ago, you would have been fine, Jeff. Yeah, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm.
3: How is it these Nintendo characters are so timeless? Because to me, I, these things are not in my life, but when I'm on a podcast with you, geeks, uh, there's a lot of talk about how Toad is 32 or references mm-hmm. to Bowser <laughs> and stuff like that. And wait, to wait, me. You say
2: geeks? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> yeah, wait, hold, hold on.
1: Hold, hold on a second. Let's go back to geeks. No, no. Let him finish. <laughs> let him finish. I don't even have a uh, console.
3: When you guys say that stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking, hey, we're making kitschy references to our youth. But here we are in a year where there was a. Hit Mario movie and a hit Mario video game. It's current top of the charts shit. Yeah. 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 How yeah. do they do that? They're good. What is it about that family of characters? Hey, I love them. I loved them when I was kids. I like the specificity. I like it. I would have never thought of an Italian plumber. That's so cool. It's nostalgia. No, but but what I'm saying is I don't know that it is because the current, like my, my friends, Sean and Jill, their kids they got three kids watching the new Mario movie, loving it, laughing at Jack Black, singing uh, about Peach. Mm-hmm. They they don't know it's a reference to anything. They're just taking it as new content.
2: See, it's, see Tim, what you're looking for is that it has that timeless integrity.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess that was it.
2: <laughs> that all good content
1: has. Here's what I'll say. There's something going on in the world these days that we've never seen before where – the remakes, the redos, Ninja Turtles. Uh, I've not thought about this, Mike. This is the first it's time it's been out this being pointed out to
3: me. We're,
1: yeah, this is good. We're stuff. doing it again. Let them cook. And guess what? <laughs> hmm. So that they want us, the kids, to see it. Who's taking the kids? The adults. Who was playing with Ninja Turtles when they were a kid? The adults. Sure. Kids and adults now have the same interests.
3: Yeah, but why make new shit? So you're saying that my friends Sean and Jill are responsible for their kids liking the movie. Tim, Sean and Jill are complicit. <laughs> yeah, well what about Maggie, Charlie and Liam? <laughs> are those the kids themselves? <laughs> I point the I point the finger at them. <laughs> and I always will. I'm calling you out, Maggie, Charlie and Liam. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Something's going on with the Mario franchise that we just don't get.
2: No, because it's expensive to educate the populace about a new thing. Why create the floofies if you already have Mario and Toad and Peach? Mm. Is floofies a thing? No, I just made it up. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. right. That's (laughs) my fucking point, Mike. (laughs)
1: I knew I was walking into something there.
3: Would it kill kids to play Tapper once in a while? Make a Tapper movie? Thank
2: you.
1: Get Tapper out there. He, oh, oh, Tapper can't be in uh, uh, 360 3D technology like all the other games? Come He'd look on. great. Of course he could. He'd look he's great. He's so round. He's so round. Hey, he's so, so He's so successful.
3: <laughs> you Successful.
1: Well, he's as, as successful as you want him to be. Go ahead.
3: A movie mashup, guys. Uh, <gasps> Tapper versus Taffer. So Taffer from Bar Rescue comes into the Tapper Tavern yeah. and uh, gives him notes. Oh, people don't drink just pints of Budweiser anymore. You have to have a cosmopolitan, man.
2: That's pretty good. That, that's good. I don't hate that. You have four bars all in straight rows. That's weird.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And one bartender working four bars. (laughs) You you let punkers into some of them? (laughs) You're smashing mugs all over the place every day. You live in a box. This is weird. (laughs) This is weird. You're controlled electronically.
1: (laughs) Here's why what got me thinking about it because a lot of times I'll plop down the couch and, like, you know what I'm watching consistently now? The office which I've seen him. I'm having a great time. watching, it. Hmm. But I'm in like season six and I'm just like, I know where this goes. It goes to Michael leaves and then who knows what's going on. Sure. So I need to fill that time. Relax time. It's called relax time.
3: I heard that uh, office mania is finally cooling down. That like the Office's streaming numbers. Cause right now I think it's on mm. what, like Peacock or where were you watching? it? Yeah. It Pe- Peacock it, that, that maybe the, the, the constant, constant rejuvenating success of that show over and over again might be finally dying down. People still watch it, but it, but it's not like wherever it goes is a monster hit. I was thinking about that with Seinfeld recently. Is that,
1: that's, people are still watching that like crazy, huh?
3: It's holding strong. I, I think it's big on Netflix,
2: yeah. Holding bad. true. Holding timeless timeless true. integrity.
3: <laughs> timeless <laughs> integrity. This should be <laughs> called, this podcast should be called Timeless Integrity. <laughs> and we don't have to. We have to. We don't have to drink all the time. I hate drinking. <laughs> oh, Tim, why don't you have some chartreuse? I don't. I don't like drink.
2: I don't fucking want it. I don't want more uh, star anise flavor. This is my job. You want me to do this at a bar? My thing is rising and
3: grinding and hustle culture and all that.
2: Yeah. Here, here's a, one last thing about video games. Mm. Whenever video I get games. down about feeling like this is stupid, I shouldn't do this at all anymore. I read an article. I, I read one about uh, Kumail. You know. Uh, My former Tim, neighbor? Tim's former neighbor. Mm-hmm.
3: Until very recently.
2: I was looking up all your former neighbors, and I found this one interesting article on <laughs> Kumail. And... uh <laughs> And it it's said, you know, like he likes to play video games. And here he was gearing up for a Marvel movie and stuff. And I was like, uh-huh. well, see, you can be productive and, and play video games. It can be done. You can be a, a functioning adult in the modern day and play video games. Mm.
1: But That's how
3: he bulked up was just mashing his fingers on the controller and he got all ripped. <laughs> his <laughs> yeah. thumbs
1: got big and then his wrists got big and then his it arms. Just, yeah, tr- it,
3: <laughs>
2: it trickles up his arms and down his torso. But, uh, you know, it doesn't work that way for the common man. I think to to equate video games with I can still have a fruitful career. Tracks like, got to be laid already. Yeah.
1: So like Mike Mike Mitchell does this. Eva Anderson, both people we've uh, had on or talked about on the show, do this thing where they just they play video games, they watch every movie, they see every TV show, they read all the articles. They just like have such a capacity for like a sponge stuff coming in. I, I'm always I hang out with them. Like why? Who's this?
2: What's that? They know everything. Yeah. I mean, like Neil catches up Neil on a too. lot of stuff, but, but video games aren't one of his things. He'll do like plays yeah, they and are. books. And- he plays video games.
3: He plays yeah. video games. Yes. He does everything. He flies that- in the face
2: of everything I know about Neil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, it's infuriating to me that like I don't follow sports. I don't play video games. And then you're talking to a guy like Neil and he also knows more about like comedy than me. And then I'm like, what the fuck? I can't have one thing. <laughs> Fine. I bet I eat more ribeyes than you, dude. <laughs> well, you know, and and,
1: and you know he's li- listening this too. So Neil, how do you do it? We would love to hear. We would love an audio recording from Neil Campbell, contest winner Neil Campbell. Yeah, about how he does it. How does he fit, all, fit it all in? How do What's you his day like? All that how do content? you? We want a we want a Marky Marky Mark Wahlberg breakdown of your day, Neil.
3: Can I share something, or am I just not even ever allowed to talk on it? Uh, You're allowed. If, if you know. want timeless integrity, I think all should. Three of us should get to talk. Here's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I thought of this because I just I made a joke about ribeyes and it reminded me. Jeff and I were at a house party recently. Jeff, did you see me getting my astrology chart read? There was a lady there that took out like uh, the the astrology app and no, kind of devil stuff. I'm not into that. I agree because of this experience. Kind of people were gathered around hearing me get my charts read and. Uh, this lady goes, okay, so you're like, you're a Taurus and you're this and you're that. So it means like you're, you're, you like things the way, you know, and I've, I've heard this about Taurus. This seems pretty basic. But listen to this. This is a stranger. Don't know me. Doesn't know me from Adam. (laughs) Corolla. Doesn't know me from Adam Conover. Um... (laughs) Uh, She goes, so you're, you're uh, a Taurus. You're, you're kind of stubborn. You like things the way you like them. You, 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 you know, you like your ribeye medium rare. Get the fuck out of here. She said that to me. Uh, wow. and, and like, like, it's just an example of like, you know what you like and you like what, you know, you like your medium. And I was like, was that just
2: random and l- lucky or, well, Tim, I you think don't remember. So. You're, a, you're a public figure though. Remember? Well,
3: I know, but I freaked out. And I was like, did you know that? And she's like, what? I was like, did you know, ribeye is my favorite food? And she's like, she got all excited. And then I was like, did wow. you, and, and I order at medium rare. And then she was like, see, this stuff's like real. And everybody's like, wow, this stuff's like real. But uh, <laughs> See, see, I'm sure like if you're talking to like a big fat jackass like me, it's probably like steak is a, is a safe thing to reference. <laughs> uh, but from now on, I'm, a, I'm an astrology guy. Look to the stars for me. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm a rocket. that how it works? I'm a rocket man. To I'm the stars. I'm taking off. I'll be up there, I'm, folks.
2: Don't hurt your necks. I'll be up there in the stars. I, I heard they got
3: medium rare ribeyes up there. I'm going. <laughs> Can we get to the fucking booze news, please? Yeah. For once, yeah. Bip, 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 bip. booze news, hit it.
0: 20, 20, 1, wait, think about me. I could wait a year, but I couldn't wait three. Boy, I don't wanna be.
3: Boy, 20, 20, 1. Boy, it's a matter of, boy, it's booze news. You elder respecting fucks Uh, (laughs) boozer of the news was sent to us by David Conway. And if you have a booze news theme, email it to the sloppy boys podcast at gmail.com. Nice. Um, That was a mashup of the, 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 I had told a story on our Patreon show Folks, you got to subscribe. And I Ooh. think that that was on the reenactor episode. I told a scary story about my neighbor calling me over saying, bye, uh, old creepy lady. And then that was a mashup with the, with the uh, Vampire Weekend song 2021, mm. which had, which yeah, had Jenny Lewis saying, boy, or was it Daniel oh, was Jenny oh. Lewis. Oh, boy. It, it was either Daniel Heim oh, or boy. Jenny Lewis. Oh by the way that's
2: Cameron by the way. We couldn't figure out who's saying oh boy. Cameron. Damn. Nice.
1: Uh 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 that was a good one. I like uh, Vampire Weekend. I like that boy story. I also like the um Oh, J- Tim, you mentioned the Patreon. You like that? I like that. Now
2: you, you like that. <laughs> you like the Patreon?
1: Those of you who are not on Patreon on the Sloppy Boys Patreon right now, get over there because today we talked about Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie
2: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's maybe one that would send them running for the hills but (laughs) you want (laughs) to hey look that'll get some. no but it'll
1: bring in some people who like to talk about
2: current event stuff yeah our preferred listeners
3: (laughs) (laughs) well that's what's been happening all year we've been getting inundated with new subscribers that are swifty swifty swifty's all everywhere swifty Mm. swifty cha-cha-cha
2: and then we do have some listeners who say, enough of this teeny bopper shit. Talk
3: we want to talk about Rush. Talk about Yes. <laughs> yes. I, we, we just had a whole fucking month of old movies, so the grandpas are happy, trust me. The grandpas are satiated. Yeah. But even so... Th- there's a listen, listen to the podcast because it's us you three boys I'm pretty mm-hmm. much your boy at this point you love me you love my two co-hosts we're mm-hmm. it's us talking about it so we've got some angles you're gonna want to hear plus a lot of times we don't even get to the fucking thing we're j- i'm telling a story about my neighbor calling <laughs> me boy <laughs> bye 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 um oh you want to hear the booze news yes yeah mm-hmm. I really like this this is the type this is why this is why I became editor in chief is for a story like this. This is the type of stuff that I think is right up our alley right. the, uh, a recent l a Times article, which I found myself. No slopheads even thought to send this to me
1: l a Times that's one of the big boys.
3: yeah? <laughs> um, <laughs> the great lady of the West. Um, mm-hmm. listen to this headline: "The hot Gen Z bar in l a is Barney's Beanery. Wait, what? Oh wait, what? <laughs> exactly, Mike. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, That's not, is that true? To, to anyone who doesn't live in LA, Barney's Beanery is this hundred year old uh, bar in West Hollywood. Yeah. It is has sort of a dive bar, uh, pinball machine, potato skins, uh, right. roadhouse vibe. Beanery vibe, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beaner, beanery <laughs> Um, oh. and it's not what like uh, you know it's got storied like old LA history and then some like Sunset Strip rocker dude type history, but this is a whole article about like the the TikTok gang and young like twenty one year old models like girls in LA that currently if you go to I haven't been there in years I don't know about you guys but uh, uh, if you go there on a Saturday night at ten o'clock there is a long line of like twenty one year old model girls as model citizens <laughs> model citizens <laughs> okay. uh because this is like the hot spot the place and then this is this article has a bunch of theories as to why but um won't you share do some? you guys did you jeff when was the last time you were there i think
2: not since we saw the soup nazi all those years
1: ago we, uh, was that the same night we saw rab himself there
3: we saw a few CKY guys, Rab himself, and some, uh, somebody else, some kind of below the line talent,
2: <laughs> Dave England.
3: There, there. This article is sort of talking about um, how it stands apart from, like, if if you're cool and young in LA, a lot of the clubby chic clubs are the main vibe so that you might be really charmed by this dive bar vibe, just cause mm. it's maybe even your only experience with a dive bar. But they were yeah. also pointing out, there's an interesting thing. They were talking about the ironic retro bar, like good times at Davy Wayne's or whatever. Right. It right. is a throwback bar. And now here you have with Barney's Beanery, a bar that really just is old. Yeah.
2: No need to throw back.
3: Mm. And you can go in and out of style by just doing your own thing. And I was thinking about like how we went to Bernie's in Brooklyn and we were like, oh, it's kind of throwback. And this is fun. I guess like Barney's, if you just wait it out, like you don't have to be doing ironically. You just you just are the thing,
1: you know. Wait, Bernie's in Brooklyn. What what was that again?
3: Um, That's the place that's kind of got a TGI Fridays vibe.
1: Applebee's. Oh, yes, yes. I was not there when you guys went.
2: Now, that's interesting, T. Um, When you were saying like the the hot Gen Z spot, my mind doesn't even go to West Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Wee-ho. Where do you you think? East side? East, baby. Hmm.
3: Yeah, you might be thinking cooler, Jeff, because I think Highland Park is for people who are smart. Wait a minute,
1: East, east side? Isn't that where you
3: live, Jeff? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think there's anything hip and cool going around where you
2: are. <laughs> but I had friends visit L.A. and they were like, hey, let's check out this restaurant uh, that's like over here in West Hollywood or whatever. And I said, guys, guys, let's be clear. You are going on an East Hollywood vacation. <laughs> we'll, we'll drive to like the beach, but there's nothing we're going to get at a restaurant in West Hollywood that we can't like have a better time just hanging on the east side in Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Echo Park, Highland Park, Glendale. That's where it's right. at, baby,
3: you got me. I, I, I agree, but I think that did the artists hang out in West Hollywood? No, it's like managers and shit, but but I think that, right? I, but I think that Hollywood, right? The artists, like you're saying, if, if it's if you're like an alt comedian or a musician or, or something, or like an indie musician or something cool, you find your way to the cool stuff on the east side. I'm, this is models, you know, like TikTok influencers and Instagram influencers and models. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they, and it's also they're young, so they're new to LA. So I don't know that they. I mean, you know, like, rite of passage. No we difference.
2: did, we did it too when we were like twenty-two years old. We took the trip to Barney's Beanery for no goddamn good reason. We we passed a hundred bars on the way on the way to <laughs> Barney's.
3: I think for us, I was talking to Neil about this actually. That I, I think that you know, your first year in LA, a lot of times you are looking for bars that remind you of home. And I think for us, we did gravitate to like dive bars where it's it's sort of like, yeah, this feels kind of like the East coast. I normally drink a yingling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I I understand being new in a city and then wanting a a bar with a divey back home feel. But this article was kind of making the case for like (laughs) people, like kids having not really encountered this type of bar before. And then being like, cool. There's food and there's video games that like clubs don't have that. Yeah. Like they're almost like finding a novel and it's big and it's open air, right? They got like a little. it's kind of, yeah. it's very, it's very porchy.
2: It gets know, pretty um, shoulder
3: to shoulder though. I, I, you, you get, you bump into someone, their potato skin falls right on your crotch. Ooh.
2: Oh, that's hot. Ah,
3: <laughs> oh, oh. I guess I, I kind of loop it. I've seen a, another, I don't always report on it because we've covered it, but I saw another, Article talking about Olive Garden has been doing really well recently, and the kind of Ooh. return to the suburbs post-COVID mm. nostalgia for people are going there for their bar for for dinner for everything. It's like oh okay uh, okay breadsticks like family dining. <laughs> I think I think that family dining is not far off from the dive bar here, where there's like there's a certain uh, comfort that people are looking mm. for.
2: Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. saw a TikTok where a young gentleman with floppy hair and loose jeans was drawing a diagram about, like, what bars are, like, on the way in and on the way out and which ones are, like, right on the bubble and where they are and stuff. And one of the featured ones was 4100, which we also had this sort of – we all had this conversation about the perplexing resurgence of 4100. It's not nearly as old as Barney's Beanery, but I remember when that was, like, a stuffy, whatever, musty bar. And now it's like – also divey, also East
3: Coasty, lots of astroturf for people to hang out. And watching it go up and down, because like when we got to LA, 4100 was, I felt like a Silver Lake, like an indie bar. Like, oh, they have arcade fire on the jukebox, and I feel like an indie kid hanging out here. And it was cool, and we went there a lot. And then it had a decade of being uncool. And then during COVID, they opened up, their, turned their parking lot into uh like a beer garden but they didn't even do a good job yeah it's like grimy no, Astro a and- bad job for it,
2: it even yeah. it's better than ever and it's still <laughs> not great
3: <laughs> but but it's crazy that it just the pandemic ended and this place stayed packed and it is mm-hmm. like kind of a meat market vibe of like like a hooky y sort of intense vibe in what was like precious indie silver lake is now like feels to me like almost like a college bar or something
2: yeah Hmm. Crazy.
3: We got to open a bar.
2: And we're here experiencing it all.
3: Wow. <laughs> One last note I wanted to uh, make about this article was they mentioned, guess who used to tend bar at Barney's Beanery? Rab himself? Taffer. Taffer? Jake Taffer? Yes, from Bar Rescue. Wow. He was a bartender there.
1: You and uh, you just mentioned Taffer.
3: I'm surprised you weren't
1: like Taffer. Who was it Barney's Beanery?
3: I sat on it because I knew this story was coming. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Did you guys good. see, a like, a vein bulging out of my forehead mm-hmm. <laughs> I was
1: biting my tongue?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this man's not doing so well, Jeffy.
2: <laughs> is that it for Booze News? Wrap it up. Wah!
3: See? Nintendo shit. Yep. Nintendo
1: stuff, man. Nintendo stuff, man. Nintendo stuff. Nintendo, Nintendo stuff.
3: stuff. <laughs> if, if this show was uh, called Nintendo stuff, we would do so much better. Let's just change it. Now? Nintendo stuff, where we take a deep dive into the drinks you love. <laughs> so,
2: a hard turn at episode 361 or one 161. No, we we would still do what we do, but we just call
1: it Nintendo stuff.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And people would say, Oh. Oh, Toads32. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Nintendo enough to be called Nintendo <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
2: Can I get to the fucking drink of the day, please? That would sound good to me. It's a good one. Good. The French martini, you've heard? No. So you certainly haven't had.
3: I've I've not heard this uh, uh, name for it, but when I looked at the ingredients, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes me think of something I've seen. allow me to
2: set the scene with a little French music. Ooh. Ooh, Deaf Punk. <laughs> 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 Kidding.
1: That's the only French musician I know. What about Phoenix? Aha. Uh-huh. Ooh. A band I've seen live before.
2: Can I do my fucking story? Nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. October <laughs> 2022. The Balthazar restaurant in New York City. Oh, <gasps> boy. A Parisian brasserie. <laughs> The night is going swimmingly until a misprepared dish hits the wrong table. <laughs> the man at the table starts cursing out the staff, according to accounts.
3: I can't believe this. Oh, you arse. Very good, Timmy. <laughs> you can't do your
2: job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. Illegal. Quote. That's the quote. That's it? He said that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The staff? Profusely apologetic. The angry man? Esteemed late night host James Corden. Former late night host. (laughs) Band leader. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. you. Band band leader poacher James Corden. (laughs) And this wasn't the first such event from this guest. In the past, Corden claimed to have found a hair in his dish, demanding another round of drinks, hinting he'd write a bad review online. (gasps) Ooh. That Monday, British-born restaurateur Keith McNally takes to Instagram and bans Corden from his restaurant, saying, Today I 86th Cordon, Corden, the most abusive customer to my Baltazar server since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Ooh, to the oh, left, wow. to the left, Corden. See you later. <laughs> to the left. Corden calls him, apologizes profusely, issues this apology on his show.
0: I'm rather sorry. The restaurant manager and the server, they were lovely. They were lovely. They brought out (laughs) four glasses of champagne as an apology. But we were like, that's not necessary. We don't need it. We'd had a great time. Even for me, it was too early to start drinking. So, (laughs) but here's the truth of it, right? Because I didn't, because I didn't shout or scream, like I didn't get up out of my seat. I didn't call anyone names or use derogatory language. I've been walking around thinking that I hadn't done anything wrong, right? But the truth is, I, like I have, I made a rude, co- rude comment, and it was wrong. It was, it was an unnecessary comment. It was ungracious to the server.
2: Anyway, th- that's a long clip, and he sucks, I don't like him, so we're not going to play it. It's not even good enough to like, play on the pot. It's meandering and long, and it, and it doesn't ring true to me, mm. <laughs> but uh, McNally lifts the ban. Corden is welcome back in the restaurant. Hmm. Until days later, Hmm? a New York Times interview brings up the fiasco. (laughs) Corden responds, I haven't done anything wrong on any level. I was there. I get it. I feel so zen about the whole thing because I think it's so silly. I think it's beneath all of us. It's beneath you. It's certainly beneath your publication. It feels like such a silly thing to talk about. And then the London Times. It's been the most surreal moment. I mean, it's so odd. I never screamed at anyone. I didn't shout, didn't call anyone a name, or swear, or use derogatory language. How is it remotely a thing? Hmm. Mcnally sees this. <laughs> Takes Ooh. to Instagram once again to reban. Courtney. Wow! Whoa! Flip-flop, he says flip flop. He says last post on this non-story. I don't want to overegg the pudding. A little restaurant tour talk. But in Friday's London Times, Corden flip-flopped and told a massive lie again. On second viewing, I found his TV confessional, quotes, contrived and phony. Ooh, the actor will say anything to save his bacon. Another restaurant joke. There <laughs> <laughs> in the scheme of things, my opinion means nothing. But after Friday's interview and a second look at his fraudulent confessional, I've given up on James Corden for good. End of story. <laughs> Two Sad. Brits wow. going
1: at it in the in the
2: news in the rags. <laughs> that's right now unfortunately you know they say uh, you, you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain mm-hmm. that's what they say well um, James McNally uh, he's stepped in it a couple times on Instagram since he sh- shared a post thanking Woody Allen and Soon Yi for dining at Baltazar after the uh, documentary came out nobody liked that and he also posted some support for Ghislaine Maxwell
3: question mark Oh boy, At least
2: huh. insisting on due process before rushing to judgment. But we
3: don't need to get into all that. Oh, is she, is she a beloved customer? I don't
2: know. I, I, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, why would you say anything? Why would you? I mean, we know
3: person? that she. Well, I'm not sticking up for him, but maybe that you you wouldn't weigh in on Galen at all if she wasn't like paying. Is you it Galen? Yeah, you, you can say Jizz mm. Lane. People love that. We know for a fact that she eats at In n Out Burger, the one that the Birthday Boys used to go to all the time up at by the Birthday Boys' house. But that doesn't implicate us, Tim. That uh, no, no, we're, we've been we've been acquitted.
2: <laughs> but let's not dwell on this future dark stuff. Let's go back about thirty years. A little shift in music, the idyllic late nineteen eighties. Ooh. The French Martini is floating around New York City bars. Keith McNally is in his prime. He's opened about a dozen restaurants, damn, including Minetta Tavern, Minetta Mineta Tavern, and Nell's Nightclub. (laughs) Then, in 1996, bartender Dale Degroff, aka King Cocktail, uh, Degroff, we know that name. You know, you know, Degroff, author of the Essential Cocktail and the Craft of the Cocktail. Puts the French martini on the menu at McNally's vodka-themed bar, Pravda, before it makes the jump to Baltazar. I've heard that place. Wow. Baltazar, it shoots into the stratosphere. Simon Difford of Difford's Guide has his first French martini in London in 97, the year after, prepared by Dick Bradsell, Europe's most influential bartender at the time. Inventor of the espresso
3: martini.
1: These are, this is like, this is like, uh, all-star game moments This is here. like force. like Avengers, yeah, baby. Also, cool. I
3: didn't, I didn't know that Difford was a guy, too. That's another heavy hitter. Amazing. Simon Difford. You. We always read that guy that I didn't know it was like a living dude.
2: Difford wrote in Class Magazine, quote, My favorite martini of the moment has to be the French martini, a drink that looks set to be the hit cocktail of 1998. The French martini resembles a sex on the beach, but without the sex, i.e. no peach schnapps or melon liqueur. Ooh. Now... Hmm. I'm going to go to the recipe, but we'll notice. This is neither a true martini, nor is it French. Oh, the fuck? The IBA recipe calls for 45 milliliters vodka, 15 milliliters raspberry liqueur, 15 milliliters pineapple juice. Pour all ingredients into a shaker. Shake well with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a lemon peel. Make sure to squeeze the oil from the lemon peel onto the drink. Lovely. So express it. I don't know why the IBA doesn't just... IBA
1: does this sometimes where they rename things in different ways. It's like a dash yeah, it's not, of stuff They don't have uniformity.
2: Sweat. Squeeze oil from lemon peel onto the drink. I've never heard that string of words. It's weird.
3: This is exciting. This is... Uh, so, what, yeah, when I looked at this, I'm thinking like... And now it seals the deal knowing that Dick cells involved. This is. Uh, this is... We're talking... Sex in the city era. We're talking apple teenies. We're talking about looking at a menu that says martini menu, and none of them are actual martinis. But mm. this is sort of Cosmo, New York, vodka. I I I dig the vibe, man.
2: I did see a lot of um a lot of the phrase cocktail renaissance of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that puts a positive spin on it. I think we'd been calling that the dark years.
1: Well, I think – I right. feel like um, maybe it's like the things that are getting the most play out there are the
2: – Juicy, the, fruity
1: sure. Right, balls. right. But uh, down below, there's – like you guys were just talking about with West Hollywood and East Hollywood.
3: I think also we're talking about the right people. I do think it's the dark ages, but then – Uh, Dick Bradsell, who is also the Bramble guy, like that's the guy who's doing this stuff right and not making his drinks too juicy. And then Dale DeGroff is like the dude. So, yeah, I guess even, uh, you know, well, evil lurks. Hope can hide like old (laughs) Ben Kenobi hanging out on Tatooine, you know, I haven't heard that name for many years. You know uh, that
1: is <laughs> geek shit. I love geek shit. Ooh, Tim, you should you should take over questions for Lennon if I am ever sick. <laughs> <laughs> what could do doing my Alec Guinness impression? Yeah, yeah, it'll be questions with Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you guys want to take a shot at it? The French Martini. Yes, but what I was going to say real quick was, did we have a drink? Maybe it was the Cosmo, where it was like. It was like going from place to place, like the Odeon and Tribeca, Tribeca was like a, a sort of a hub for cool people. And does that ring a bell yeah. to you guys? I remember the Odeon was something. But Odeon, Odeon I like doesn't keep up
3: early. I, I, do, I do think it was the Cosmo, yeah.
1: I like this idea that like around just like a small town, like uh, a small town, but uh, Manhattan, a smallish area. Yeah. I think these drinks handle. are being passed around and where are they going to make? Oh, did you see this oh, guy at yeah. the Odeon's doing
3: this? Crazy shit. Yeah. I, I like hearing.
2: cognoscenti.
3: And then I, I like hearing how it bridges the gap till the, to the present because, yeah, the Odeon I associate with uh, – what's that uh, Brett Easton Ellis novel? He,
1: um, like, yeah, you less read it,
3: right? Less, no, that's the LA one, the, the New York one. Anyway, so I would have thought like if you just told me the drink like this, I would have so, – but that that place is still around. And then Balthazar – I had only ever heard of this place because of the Corden incident. So it's nice to know that it's been around this time and that McNally, the very guy uh, clapping back at Corden, is the is the original guy. Like it's really cool to think of Manhattan going through eras like that mm. and that it's just still mm. going.
2: Yeah. So Keith McNally was like the restaurant tour. I couldn't find like what bar, when we say that it was like popping up in the late 1980s because that's when all the fruit juice was flowing, mm-hmm. I couldn't find like a guy who decided to put this together. This just seems like something that was popping up sort of around the club scene in the late 80s. And it wasn't minted as like a real thing until it uh, it landed on Pravda's menu, then Balthazar's
1: menu. Oh, wait. So he didn't necessarily invent it? No. He's just oh, okay. sort of the, the the godfather. He made... He, he made people – made it happen.
3: This recipe shows restraint for the era and that no, – I was a little confused when I first saw raspberry liqueur, but then when we figured, oh, Chambord, we've all got yes, Chambord, yes. right? Mm-hmm.
2: The fancy purple ball enjoyed by all.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, that's, that's where the – by the way, that's where the French comes from because that's a uh, French liqueur produced in France since 1685. Ooh, cocktail glass. Nice. Ooh. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whoa. Well, do we do it? Yes, yes. Folks, sit tight. We'll be right back after this. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by Better Health. Hey, folks. Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you got to get something off your chest? you know you're walking around with something and you get I just gotta tell someone this I just gotta fix this thing it happens to us all we all carry around these different stressors big and small that's just how it is but when we keep bottling it up it can start to affect us negatively and that's not good but therapy is here to help therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest
2: with the french martini not a great yield off my recipe no oh, i got a pretty good one here manageable yeah. very manageable not bad yours is purpler than mine yours looks yeah. nicer
3: mike's looks like the iba uh the color it's a purple mine is mine is like yellow the chambord really like, yeah.
1: yeah i use i didn't have chambord i use creme de cassis
2: that's why Ooh, this is like that's a- that's even darker
3: mike technically that's black currant
1: liqueur I know, but you know, when it comes down to black currants and, uh, what is it, raspberries, I, I tend to think they're the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what he tends to think. <laughs> oh God, all the all the botanists out there are going to kill
3: me. We use raspberry syrup in something and I have that in the fridge, but uh, I use Chambord and it just doesn't, It the, the, the purple didn't oh. really... Purple it up.
2: Well, this smells delish, by the way.
3: Yes, it does. Uh, let's do some sips, huh? Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. Bombs away. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: hmm. Tim, you made the same face that I did. Well. What hmm. face are you making, guys? I'm giving
3: pause, Mike. Hmm. I guess I'm 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 pleasantly surprised at how stiff it is. It's on the drier, stiffer side, which is fun, <laughs> especially for, for the uh, the Dark Ages era of cocktails. Um, I guess it's sort of curious why pineapple, because like I'm, I have to think I kind of kind of think to taste the shambord, so it's not hitting me over the head with raspberry, but it is. It's it's pleasantly stiff. I don't know. I I guess I, uh, I just don't know about this pineapple. I don't
2: know if they're working together. Yeah,
3: right. Like what, I feel like shambord and vodka. Ooh, we have good vodka. Jeff, talk about the vodka.
2: Oh yeah, we're using Silver Grin vodka because they gave us some. Look at that. Oh yes, it's delicious. Look at that label.
3: It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I like. And I took a. I stole a little nip on the way down. It's 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 a delicious vodka. It has almost. It, it, it's got a clean kind of vodka taste to it, but then it's also on the back has this earthiness that almost gave me like, I don't know, a cachaca or a lampanog, kind of a hey, no.
2: nice! It says here, triple origin, meaning distilled from potato, corn, and winter wheat. I didn't, I didn't know you could do it's that.
3: The, I'm tasting the potato. And me, <laughs> the corn. <laughs> and, and Mike, the wheat. winter wheat.
1: <laughs> the winter wheat himself. We each chose
3: one ingredient we each get to taste. <laughs> mm. This is
1: interesting. My initial yeah. reaction was, ooh, good, because I was tasting that uh, creme de cassis that I love so much.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. It's
1: Not bad, but uh, I wanted it to be more, um, I, I was looking, looking at it, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a Cosmo style thing, which I do like.
2: Yeah, well, we've said this before, what was it, where we're like... The whole is equal to the sum of its parts. There is no, (laughs) there's no like emerging greatness here. It's just three things in one cup. Yeah, right, right, right.
3: That's kind of true. I I can taste the three different things when I think about it. I mean, I guess what the juice is there to do is like, you know, there's something nice about juices just clouding up your drink and, uh, and you shake it up and it froths a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I, I, I need pineapple in my French martini. Pineapple isn't French. Now, what would
1: it just be if it was creme de cassis and vodka? Is that a drink we've done before?
2: We've done a lot of the berry stuff with gins. Yeah, 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 right. It's making me want to bramble, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it is. The the pineapple is kind of funky in there, isn't it?
3: Not bad. Maybe maybe if it was OJ, uh, not to make it flabby, but if it was uh, OJ instead, maybe it would just add... Dilute it a little bit, give it a little juiciness, but without the taste. Because I just want to taste the shambord I want to taste that robitussin cough syrup yeah. taste of shambord yeah. Well, perhaps lime would fit in well with this party. This may be. This is flabby. I'm going to say it. This is flabby. <gasps> we should have acid-adjusted our pineapple.
1: Adjust the acid. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? You know when we when we learned flat the term flabby from... Uh, <coughs> Jack Shuram. <coughs> excuse me. Wrong pipe. Yes, uh, bartending great Jack Schramm and uh, Solid Wiggles. Check them out. He also gave us this idea when when he does at a party, let's say, say he's bartending a party, he'll take the fruit, the lemon or lime or or orange wedge, what he's like running around the rim of the glass, and he'll get it on that stem of the glass too. So people are touching it. They're touching themselves. They're touching their friends. Now all of a Mm. sudden, the good smells are all over the party.
2: Ooh, the oils are inescapable. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. stick mm. to you. They're sort of glittering in the air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: hmm, oh. 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 Uh, a question for you guys: We've looked at the IBA a number of times, especially as we're coming to its close. Mm. Y'all remember seeing this? This feels like a um, Mandela effect drink to me. I, I feel like the, the the sands are shifting underfoot over at the IBA.
3: They make swaps, Jay. You could if you Google it and you'll see that like every year they'll be like, well, the, they took the screwdriver off and they put the French martini on. Is that just to keep us on the hook?
1: <laughs> We're the only, only people talking yeah. about them.
3: They're making all this podcast money.
1: I know before I said I hadn't heard because I, if we talk about, it, about the, IP, uh, the IPA list, mm. that's obviously a, you've heard of that. I feel like I've seen it before on, on this list, Jeff.
3: Yeah,
2: maybe.
1: Yeah, this might might
3: be a Mandela effect for you. Do you guys remember in the Ithaca Commons? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's let's say you're standing right at the, the very entrance that you just pulled into Ithaca, and you're looking at the Commons. The first bar on your left is it? Is that Simeon's or uh But there was kind of a big, somewhat fancy bar on the left on your left side. Oh, yeah. But kind of newish you're coming down the hill into the commons you're coming you're coming down like you're you're coming down danby not, not no not down danby <laughs> you're you're coming you're coming into the college town from our from uh uh Oh no! I'm. You guys probably entered from a different direction. I'm talking about where I'm coming from. So okay, yeah. Let's say you're going down Danby from Ithaca College. You get to the bottom, but but it it'll be so it would be the very first bar uh, 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 that you would see on your left side. It was kind of on a corner, which I you know maybe I I, I want to call it the south. Uh, uh, I don't know. Same side around. as
1: Sammy's Pizza. <laughs> yes, yes. Same side as Sammy's. And it was a nice bar. I don't remember that was called Simmons, but it was like a nice new bar and it kind of had a, had a ramp going up the whole thing. Remember
3: that? Well, that was, I remember I met up with our friend uh, Stacy for a drink there one time and I'm sure I'll just only had a beer and I'm, uh, because that's all I would have ever ordered when I was in college. But she got like an apple tini or a Cosmo or something like, like that. And I remember just thinking like. Wow, man, our friend Stacy is a grown up, man. That's some Carrie Bradshaw shit. (laughs) But isn't there this funny disconnect when you know the lore of that show and now we're in the, and just like that era, you're like, within our age, like that show is huge for them and Mm -hmm. like that's where they learned about dating and love and relationships and careers and everything. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't line up with like, to me, it feels like it would be for older people, like, we were watching Jackass and girls were watching Sex in the City. It feels yeah. like different generations, but it was what the girls our age were watching. It's so strange. Yeah. yeah. It's funny like we were <laughs> it's such a funny disconnect.
1: <laughs> and we were drinking beers just like the Jackass guys <laughs> mm-hmm. and
3: butt chugging them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. Johnny Knoxville talked about how Miller High Life sponsored the uh Oh yeah. Jackass oh, yeah. movie. And he was like, it's great because it it. we can finally show it. He's like, because we're on MTV, we were always drunk when someone was doing oh. a dicier thing, but we couldn't show it. And like, now you have the context that like, yeah, <laughs> when, when, when uh, Ryan Dunn <laughs> is putting a matchbox car a, up his bike, yeah, car yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah,
1: that is, uh, imagine if they, like, it was always such a big thing. Like, you know, these are. Stunts don't try these at home. If it was revealed that it was like, and they're, and they're drunk too, kids, and they're trying oh,
3: the doctor that talks to Ryan about the little car up that's his butt. Remember when he's like, he's like, Doctor, what should I do? He's like, Don't tell anyone. You know, and I know that's already too many. <laughs> like he's helping them. <laughs> He's thinking yeah. about like crowd control, and it's like this is going on MTV <laughs> or go, no, no, going to movie theaters. That's
2: already right, too many. It's <laughs> good. Whew. Speaking of getting drunk. I'm getting a little hot in the face off It's this. happening over there? Yeah.
3: It's happening.
2: Ooh, a little, little rosy. That's nice. Hmm. hmm.
1: Jeff, if I could uh, put your hat on for a second, what would you do different? Me?
2: Yes, yes. Both you flip the script on me. And myself, too. I, I'm going to have to answer. This is one of the few things, I don't know if you can see this, but like, I'm d- uh, my pineapple juice has just turned into like schmutz on the top of the glass i don't oh nasty it's well, not all cooperating I don't mcnally
3: now do you think keith mcnally is the brother of rand mcnally the map guy
2: <laughs> no i looked it up <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did. mcnally he was, i've I heard that, hoping, that before i was hoping
2: he was map royalty no
1: <laughs> no he's drink royalty um well this i'm changing something is the first time this has happened in a while on this show done Wow. Whoa, need of, okay. I'm in need of an R2. <laughs> Would you change
2: anything, Mike? Yes, but I don't know what. Hmm. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> don't know what. I don't know what.
1: I don't what? know what, Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter.
3: <laughs> I'm going to 86 the pineapple, just like how McNally 86 Corden. I'm just going to have Yow. Chambord and vodka. Wow, what an idea. Now, I could hmm. put in lime or lemon, but I would want to cut it in half or something, because I don't want this to be a sour. Hmm.
1: Here's what I want to do. Remember last week I mentioned that I got some of that uh, olive uh, dirty martini mix? Yes. I might do that instead. I might do a martini instead of making a second round of this. <laughs> This is a card you play quite
2: often, what? like, listen more to me more often.
1: Listen to me closely now. Je- listen to me now more than you ever have before in your life, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> okay,
2: okay,
3: okay. I need you now.
1: <laughs> I need you now. If you've ever listened to me, Jeff, listen twice as hard right now. I, I am, I'm chalking this. I know that's not a cool move on the pot. Or it's whatever on the pot. You can oh. do what you want that because i'm trying a new thing i i think that's okay what do you mean and i just don't want one i don't i don't want another one Oh, yeah okay that's fine. because i'm trying a new uh element of this uh, of my martini making sure oh that's, like a tool like a tool
3: you're you're a tool
1: yeah the new the new the new uh uh dirty martini
2: mix that's what i'm saying oh great yeah, yeah yeah great yeah, great, yeah. great. So you know i'm okay. getting i'm getting by i have some acid adjusted oj in there that might be fun to play with but OJ Raspberry phone. I don't know. Tim, Hmm. you tweaking? Yeah, I'm just Shambord and vodka. All right. Right, 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 right. All right. I'll have to figure something out. Folks, we'll see you right back here after these messages With round two, French martini. Uh I did a little bit more shamboard. Oh. And I did what they tell you not to do, which is just throw a little citric acid in there, willy-nilly. Ah, yes. Just throw it in. Just a little dash out the bag. Yeah, give it a whirl. Didn't really measure it. I'd call it maybe half a sugar cube. Tweaks
3: to me. Me? I went just the 15 milliliters of uh, Chambord with the 45 vodka and, ooh, you know, raspberry flavored vodka. Not a <laughs> not a full cocktail. <laughs> I'm missing something. I, I so in retrospect, you know, I would I would do seven and a half milliliters of lime and see if I could turn this mm. into something. Ooh. So you you have absolute raz.
2: What did you do, Jeff? I, I told you what I did, but I'm going to sit. Hold on. Hmm, it's a little bit more like a Sour Patch Kid. I don't know. It's like a... <laughs> I'm still getting pineapple juice, but it's like sour. That's not what you want. <laughs> I don't know, man. And I'm trying this.
1: I made I made my marti- gin martini with uh, Empress Gin. and It's beautiful. Look at it. In honor of our Taylor wow. Swift blowout. Yep.
2: Here we go. It doesn't even look gross. No, it's just that Empress Gin is like purpley. Yeah, it's purpley, but it's. I thought it would be like violet with a weird green olive in it. it looks Looks nice, though. Oh, that's good. Nice, mm. Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll hand it to you. I think you did the right move. I think so too. It's still in the martini world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this drink is fixable for me, as I as I transition into my
3: and Mike's looks better. That that the purple from the Emperor's Gin looks better than the purple from the Chambord, huh? Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: I got a fly in my house. Jesus Christ. I don't
3: know if this drink is fixable,
2: dudes. It's mixable.
3: If it's mixable, it's fixable. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: hey, no, you're right. That should be the philosophy of the pot. <sighs> Keep it positive. Um, <laughs> you know, this drink's a letdown because I was excited for it. I like all the parts, but mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't combine in harmony. So for me, it's a not order again.
3: Okay. Aww.
2: No, nor dare pa again. <laughs> <laughs> nor <dare> pa. <laughs> I didn't love this
1: drink, but I see the potential. Mm. To me, it's an order again. You didn't.
3: <laughs> you bailed. You didn't you, order it again. No. <laughs> you have hard <laughs> evidence and proof that you don't order it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I didn't order. I didn't order it with tweaks. That second round is tweaks round. Should you uh, forego the tweaks, you can make any drink you like. <laughs> okay, whatever,
2: <laughs> man. <laughs> but if you, you but if you were at a bar and somebody was like, "I'm going to make it good," you'd have two, conceivably. You know, this is interesting, Jeff. When we say order again, I always think of it.
1: Will I order it next time I'm out at a bar? Or sometime out at a bar, not like again from
2: today. Again in my life.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's what I always think with Oregon. Not that I have one and then I'm ordering one more. Okay. Right yeah, uh, we should have nailed that down a long time ago. <laughs> no, no, it's I think it's great that it's whatever you want. Do whatever you want.
3: <laughs> I got to say I don't I uh I just don't see a reason to order again. I I think I would rather just have like a sham on the rocks or a mm. bramble. Um oh so- god, a bramble would be so good right now, Tim. Oh. This is a waste of board. It's not a bad drink, but it's it's also just I don't see the purpose of ordering it again. So, no. Sorry, Difford. You
2: lose. Even Dale DeGroff has a few whiffs in him.
3: <laughs> yep. Sorry, Dale. If you're listening, we love you and we salute you, sir. <laughs> we salute <laughs> <laughs> We salute you. We salute you. I have one beef with Dale DeGroff is like, you know, he's like this old martini guy. He used to work at the uh, Rainbow Room and stuff. And he's really charismatic and funny when he talks. But mm. one thing he said that r- rubbing the wrong way was he likes uh, to stir his martinis. You know, like how fancy guys don't want to bruise the gin and they want to keep the vermouth intact and all that. Mm. Um, he, he was like talking about a shaken martini. He's like, ew, it gets all cloudy and it looks like dishwater. And uh, in some interview, it gets if you shake a martini, it's cloudy. It looks like dishwasher. And I was like, A, it's not dishwasher, dude. It's a, it's a martini. It's B. It's cascade, dude. I, <laughs> I love that cloud. When, I shake, when I'm at home and I shake up a martini, I love yeah. pouring it and not being able to see through it. And when I'm out at a fancy martini bar that stirs it, I'm like, okay, fine. What do you like more,
2: the cloud in a martini or uh, the, the cloud that stores your data?
3: I gotta Ooh. say the cloud that stirs data because if it, it weren't for that cloud, I, there would have been no fapping, and that was some of the best faps <laughs> in my life. Okay, that was a big all part party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. My heart goes out to all the people that were fappened, uh, but 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 like I'm not gonna act like I didn't enjoy it.
1: <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, roll us out of here, Jeffy.
3: <laughs> well, um, uh, I was no, I was gonna say bleep that, but actually, I stand by it.
2: Wow, that's our show. Follow us on social media at the Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. And if you can't get enough boys, go to URL, patreon.com slash the sloppy boys, plunk down the five or the 10 for ad free. (laughs) And you can listen to the bonus, the sloppy boys blowout, the good show we care about, put all our our time and attention into.
3: That's a good show.
1: Check out sloppyboys.com. Get yourself a t-shirt at sloppyboys.com. We'll see you right back
2: here next week. On the show with timeless integrity, <laughs> the Sloppy Boys. Bye, folks.